0: Welcome to the ABI Online Radio Show, where you're about to hear from industry experts that will share their stories and advice on how you too can learn from their expertise and life's experiences. And now it's time for the next interview, so let's get on with the show. Hi everyone and welcome. It's Fred Gillen, your host of ABI Online Radio. Today we have with us Gerald Richards of 3x5x7, and I'll talk a little bit about that shortly. Gerald is an international trainer and coach. He has a background in accounting and finance with international enterprises. He has entered the exciting word of selling as a sales rep, then quickly moved to sales manager, regional manager, national sales and marketing manager with multinational enterprises. He has also been a visiting lecturer at Mount Eliza Business School. Gerald is a fellow of the Australian Marketing Institute and a certified practicing marketer. He trains coaches, individuals and groups in various business disciplines both here and overseas. With over 20 years he has successfully run his own business and understands the physical, financial and emotional challenges and opportunities of operating in today's environment. His combination of finance, sales and marketing makes him a valuable team member and business coach to those small businesses wanting to grow and expand their businesses profitably. Gerald's focus is on growing a client's business through increasing the sales and ensuring their prices and costs maximize profits. So with that, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Fred, and uh, good to be here and thank you for inviting me.
0: Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add to that, um, Gerald?
1: Well, I didn't really recognise the person you were saying there. Fred, it was so good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but no.
0: Uh, we've known each other for quite a while, so I've got a, a good understanding of what you do and how you operate. Um, just on your business name, it's very unusual. It's got the, the, from the, the listeners, they obviously can't see it, but it's 3 and the letter X five digit five and the letter x and the digit seven where did that come from and what's it all mean
1: it's a business success formula fred the three stands for the uh, three strategies that you have to really build a business and that's your marketing strategy your operation strategy and your finance strategy the five represents the only five ways you can increase your revenue And that's uh, leads, conversion, average sale, frequency, and price. And the seven represents the seven ways you will uh, improve your profitability. And that stands for revenue, um, cost of goods, operating expenses, debtors, creditors, work in progress or stock, and price the when you get all those together and working in sync, then you get the multiplying effect, so that's where it comes from
0: so and that's that's what the x stands for, so you're basically compounding each of those individual components
1: absolutely yes
0: okay so um I suppose from my perspective anyway, I'm always interested in in increasing sales and um, maybe initially we can have a chat about the the middle component where you're talking about the five strands of increasing sales or whatever. Perhaps you can give us some ideas of how that works. Uh,
1: Yes. Um, So we can take those individually. Now, the uh, the first one is obviously leads. So we have a look at how you can generate those leads. Now, this all comes back to, obviously, your target audience. But if we, as an overview, there are so many ways you can Uh, generate leads. For example, uh, obviously, email, opt-in pages, blogs, e-newsletters, networks, article downloads, podcasts, as we're doing now, notice boards in your local newsagent. I'm just going very broad here, Fred. Uh, Loyalty programs, YouTube, banner ads, social media such as Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, the whole lot. are you getting leads from technical journals? Uh, uh, what I've put together is a, uh, is a list of some 21 ways you can generate leads or have a look at generating leads. And then it uh, also gives you uh, a, an analysis, a checklist. Are you always doing it? Are you mostly doing it? Usually, sometimes, and seldom. So you can work through that. So if people wish to contact me, they can have that list for free.
0: Okay, and we'll, we'll probably cover that off towards the end so that we'll get your details and people can actually get in touch and, and, and have that. Um, with the, the conversions, and how does that work?
1: We've now got the leads uh, and how can we convert them? So again, there are various ways of converting. For example if someone, uh, let's take a retail example and uh, and then we'll go into other examples. Someone walks into my shop and how am I going to convert them? Here's one way you don't convert them. And how how often are we greeted with, you right? Um, or they don't even come over and um, help me to, to shop. They're called shop assistants but then they don't assist. So, personal service is very important. It may just be something simple like how may I help you rather than can I help you. So it's the little things that matter. Um, How easy is it to use your website? Can I get there quickly or do I go there, oh this looks like too much trouble and I'm off. Uh, Offer a discount. For people to uh, be converted. Uh, can I buy before a certain date? Is there a price for joining? What about running a competition to convert? Now, there are a myriad of ways of converting people and they are some of them.
0: And, and what's the next stage in Europe? That, so that's two of, of the five. Um, number three, average sales from memory. Is average that right?
1: sale. The average sale means – I analyze generally what the average sale is, which in simple terms is what's my total revenue and divided by the number of people who bought. So how can I increase that? The classic we all know about is would you like fries with that? So I go – Learn from the big boys. You go into McDonald's, and actually, I went into McDonald's uh, today, but don't tell my personal trainer that. And just grabbed uh, an egg and bacon uh, sandwich. Um, What about my package pricing? Package pricing is uh, putting certain things together. Have a look at the Internet. They will give you things for free. Or you'll start off on $10 a month, and then they'll say, would you like to upgrade? There's a classic example. Uh, one of the classics going back was Suzanne's. This goes with this, goes with this. If you have a look at um, uh, uh, mannequins, they will dress the mannequin up with various things because they want to send a message, hey, don't just buy the suit or the dress or whatever it is. Um, Suggestive selling, classic in restaurants, Uh, what sort of coffee would you like? We have uh, Irish coffee uh, at $12, you can have this, or you can have a cappuccino for $4. That's suggestive selling, rather than uh, anything else you'd like. Another one is total service right from the word go, I'm going to look after you. I had a classic example in terms of a, um, uh, with the swimming pool, um, needed to get people uh, to come and look after it when we first moved into a home. And I went to one fellow, um, yeah, we can come round. I went to another and they said, well, hold on, we have a checklist and we'll have a look at your pool. I said to him, well, You know, you could use that checklist and then just convert me. He said, you can have the checklist for free. We stayed with that individual for 10 years. So all the time, uh, increasing that average sale. Um, Going into to buy a suit. Uh, Now, sir, um, may I suggest uh, some ties that would go well with that? You're in the mood to buy. So those are some of the ways of increasing the average sale. Uh, with one, um, uh, and this was uh, a franchisee in a petrol station, he said to me, he said, look, I need to increase my sales. I think it was $50,000. Uh, I think it was over three months. He said, how can I do that? I, uh, because when I go to the, the uh, console operators, they you know, don't do anything. I said, that's right, because you're asking them to convert a big amount. Why don't you uh, break it down and for, a, a, for reasons of simplicity, let's say 100,000 100, people were coming, coming through there. So it was 50 cents. So he went back to his people and he said, now, can you convert 50 cents? And they said, um, oh, yes. And so when you go into petrol stations, in a lot of cases these days, they will they will say, "Oh, would you? We've got um, we've got Smarties um, or uh, a chocolate bar on special. Would you like one?" Now, a lot of people will say no, but a lot of people will say yes.
0: Yeah, you know, I suppose that's one of the things that you notice, like you, when you go to supermarkets and stuff, they've got that uh, you know the, the bars of chocolates right beside the the um, check out just so that it's the impulse buy so they actually increase their sales by just getting you to spend money when you really shouldn't be. So it's, um, there's a lot of that going on. Um, the, I've, I've actually written down your um, five points. So I believe the next one is frequency. So what's that? Is that about the number of people or the number of sales or, or what's the frequency relate to?
1: Frequency, frequency relates to people. Um, how often do they buy? Now, I'll start off with a very simple uh, example. Many years ago in supermarkets, people um, shopped once a week because of the lifestyle that existed at the time. So they'd come in, say, on a, uh, a Saturday, and they would say, for argument's sake, there's $200 I'm buying this week. So... The average sale or frequency was once a week and the average sale was $200. These days because of lifestyle people go into the supermarket and shop more frequently. And they may go into the supermarket three three or four times but let's say three times. And on average they will spend $70. Well, I have to be a mathematical genius to work out that that's $210 a week. When you have frequency you have a better opportunity to sell more. So how am I going to do that? Some areas to increase frequency. Loyalty programs. Now they're around us all the time. Uh, the local coffee bar will have a uh, a little card and they stamp and when you get uh, to a certain amount you will uh, get a free one. There's a massive markup on uh, coffee so it's, they don't have to spend much money on that. So loyalty programs are very important. In terms of frequency to get people go, to go back, I can have a sale. But I target certain people, look uh, and uh, American Express and Diners have been very good at that. From the point of view around Christmas, they will say, look, uh, go in uh, and this is only open to members of Diners or American Express. So, they're getting that frequency back uh, so I can have a sale. What about frequency in terms of SMS and email? We, uh, uh, these aren't mutually exclusive. I may say, look, we've got a sale on. We're not going to release this, um, but only to our loyal customers. Uh, again, coming back to the uh, IT, it's time to upgrade. How many times do you get that? You bought a program, and then they, they pull you back in with the time to upgrade. Uh, the classic also is tracking the customer lifestyle. So at what stage will they buy over a period of time? And I want them to come back more all the time. Now, frequency also relates to longevity. How can I keep that customer and get them to frequently buy from us? Because if they buy from us, frequency, they're not buying from someone else.
0: Hmm. And the last one we've got down is price, which is probably, you know, one of the biggest ones at everybody's mind. So, is that um you're talking about reducing the price increasing the price or keeping it the same
1: price uh it's a good question and most people uh, look at prices oh, i just put a i just put a dollar figure on it and off I go um it's a question of linking your pricing also to your marketing strategy. they're not um mutually exclusive look There are myriads of ways to package your pricing. For example, number one is what is the customer prepared to pay? You you ignore your costs. What value does the customer see in this, and are they prepared to pay? Now, that relates to your niche. Now, if you have a look at coaching, um, uh, I'll quote uh, the artist Whistler. An artist is not paid for his labor. He is paid for his vision. Now, as a business coach, how much are you prepared to pay that business coach to generate income? It's not what it costs the business coach. It's what um, that customer is prepared to pay. It may be an intermediate pricing. For, exim- for example, in the distribution chain, I may have to sell to a wholesaler, who sells to a retailer, who sells to the consumer. So pricing has to fit in with. Uh, so they generate their own uh, 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 margins. Competitive activity, and this is this is the classic. Oh look, I've got this great product. Oh, I'll go and see what others are selling it for. Um, Oh, they're selling it for $10. Oh, I'll make mine $9. Well, why? You haven't thought it through. What's your positioning statement? Um, um, What's your uh, uh, perceptual mapping? Uh, The other one is, if I bought from someone, supplier's costs, I'll add something on. So it's a cost-plus approach. There are just some of the ways um, that you can have a look at uh, pricing. It's not just putting a dollar figure on it. For instance, and I'll quickly whip through these, are you attempting market penetration, skimming, satisfactory rate of return, um, competitor-oriented, demand-oriented? Do I have seasonal or special occasions? Now, if you have a look at airlines and hotels, if, if um, at Christmas, the pricing of those airline tickets, um, let me ask you this question, Fred. Do they go up or do they go down?
0: Um, I'd, I'd have to think about that for about half a second and I reckon they always go up because, um, you know, it's supply and demand. So They, they know that there's, people want to travel and they're going to have full planes so they can charge bloody well what they like.
1: Exactly. So that's seasonal. Um, I, I don't know about you, Fred, but I've seen it during the uh, ski season that um, people, ha- uh, that retailers have sales. Uh, yeah. No, surely.
0: I, I, I'm not into, into the snow. I'm, I come from Ireland. Had enough of it there. So um, I like the hot weather. But uh, yeah, no, I get I get your point. It's it's, it's spot on. Um,
1: uh, another one also. Uh, and these are all pricing strategies fitting into your marketing. Uh, the the classic is the happy hour. Now it started off in uh, in pubs. You know you got your drinks reduced between, and then clubs reduced between, say five and six or whatever. You'll see it now in um, in airlines. Happy hour. It, I've got this special on, but you've got to come on and and buy between this time and this time. That's your happy hour. Um, so. It won't last. Come in, grab it, and go. So there are many more pricing strategies we could talk about, and I can get excited about this. I keep emphasizing it is not just putting a price on something. It has to fit in with your marketing strategy and your operation strategy.
0: Yep, no, totally agree. Um, I think we've we've covered off your five ways to improve sales. Do do you just want to explain, again, what the other two – Streams of your the, the way you call your business name together, what they wear, and then maybe what uh, at some stage in the future we can come back and have a chat about the, the others. And depending on the time that it takes, um, maybe it could be over a couple of sessions.
1: Happy to do so, Fred. I'll quickly go through the, the three strategies that whether you're a small business, the uh, local shop in the high street, or whether you're a, a L'Oreal or Procter Gamble. There are three uh, strategies that you constantly have a look at. The marketing strategy, the operation strategy, and the financial strategy. I'll just go into them a little, if that's okay?
0: Yeah, no, no, fine. Yep. We're still got time. It's okay.
1: Marketing strategy. What's your positioning statement? Now, positioning statement is how do you want people to see you in the marketplace? I'll give you an example. Uh, BMW, Uh, and if we have a a matrix or uh, a value and price, BMW have a high price compared to other vehicles, but they perceive or they want people to perceive that it's a high value. So, therefore, their positioning is high value, high price. From that, everything flows. You go into a BMW showroom, spotless. The person will come over to you and say, how are you, sir? How may I help you? Um, Look, I'm just dealing with another customer at the moment. Would you like to go over and have a coffee? And some of these places now, it's more like a restaurant almost. So everything flows from that. The brochures, uh, they're glossy. So when you go in you feel as though uh, I'm really being treated well. So that's the positioning statement. The positioning statement of someone like Aldi is low cost uh, but good value. You'll have to pack the bags yourself but we chop down on the price. That's their positioning statement. So if you have a look at some of their brochures, they're not glossy because they're going to be thrown away anyway very quickly so they're just like newspapers. Bit of color, there you go. Uh, and that fits in with their positioning statement. Um, marketing strategy, What? who is your target audience? Very, very important. What is your niche? You don't sell to everyone. Um, I've uh, said to people, who, to whom do you sell? Oh, everyone. I said, okay, everyone, yes. Um, so uh, if I go to your website, I will see, Um, it's written in uh, uh, Chinese characters, um, Arabic characters. Oh, no, 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 it's written in English. Okay, so it only appeals to those who speak or understand English. Yeah, so you narrow it down all the time. We never sell to everyone, and you know that as well, Fred. Marketing strategy with your product range, uh, um, and uh, advertising and promotion. Operation strategy. If I go and get the sale, do I have the capacity to fulfill it? What's my uh, process innovation, equipment requirements, etc.? If I go to my finance strategy, what I'll be looking at is um, what's my financial history? Am I making a profit or a loss? Um, Most accountants will give you uh, accounts and at the end of the period they'll say, oh, you've made a profit or a loss, and you go, yes. And um, But I've got no cash. No, but you made a profit. So cash flow projections are very important. Uh, profit and loss projections are very important. But all the time, remembering that cash is king. You can make a profit and still go broke. So we have a look at those. Now, when you integrate the marketing operations and finance strategy, you end up with a sustainable Competitive advantage, and that's what we aim to achieve with the customer.
0: Gee, I've just been listening to that really intensely. Um, it's, it's been a, a great session. I've got no doubt that you know our listeners will want to contact you. And, and what's, what's the best way and the quickest way for them to actually set up a meeting or have a chat or see if there's something you can do to help them? Progress
1: their business. Uh, The um, the mobile zero four one eight one zero one two zero two email profit p r o f i t at three x five x seven dot com and there's the web page at which is three x five x seven dot com.
0: And you did say at at the the beginning of the conversation that you had um, some form of a report or cheat sheet or something that if the listeners get in touch with you, you're happy to actually give it to them at no cost?
1: Oh, absolutely. I can email that to them and um, uh, they can use it. They don't have to come to me. They can go to whoever to uh, help them uh, because I'm not precious about information, Fred.
0: No, no. Likewise, we'd love to share um, just, just quickly again, your, your email for that report, so if you want to just share that again, and then um, I think we'll call it a day.
1: It's profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, at 3x5x7.com.
0: Um, it's been really great, um, Gerald. I really enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully we can cover off on your other topics at a later time.
1: Love to, Fred, and thank you so much for uh uh, this opportunity to talk with you
0: now yeah, it's been a pleasure and have a great day
1: likewise